0: It is a recreated sacrament talk meeting. It is a recreated sacrament meeting talk from the February. Oh, my gosh. It is a recreated sacrament meeting talk from February of 2000. It is a rec- <laughs> uh, It is a recreated sacrament meeting talk from... Oh, my. Okay. okay. Welcome to this special mini bonus episode of Bristlecone Fireside Summer Sessions. The same great podcast about God, the earth, the universe, and everything, but with more of those good summertime vibes. Since our last episode, I spent a week paddleboarding in Lake Powell, the sun has bleached my hair very blonde, and my skin permanently smells like sunscreen and aloe vera. So the summertime continues to be amazing. Before we get to the episode, I want to announce that we are now accepting submissions. We want to feature you on a bonus episode of Bristol on Firesides. If you have any poetry, essays, or talks about the earth, stewardship, or that time you found God in the wild, we want to hear them. Send us an mp4 of your reading and it may become its own bonus episode. Plus, everyone who submits will get a Bristol Fireside sticker to be placed somewhere responsibly, like a water bottle, a laptop, or even your triple combination scripture set. Send recordings to Bristol Firesides at gmail.com or go to the submission page on our blog, BristolConeFiresides.com. Links for both will be provided in the show notes, so please join us around the cosmic campfire and send us your work. Now, today's fun and whimsical episode is the first of hopefully many Brisco and Fireside's community submissions, and it comes to us from the amazing Theric Jepsen, the past president of the Association of Mormon Letters. It is a recreated sacrament meeting talk from February of 2018, aptly titled Consumption and Creation. In it, Theric munches curiously on a bag of sun chips while discoursing about life, death, Jonah, the earth, and Jesus. This episode perfectly fits both the mood and theme of Briscoe and Firesides and we hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, I turn the time over to Theric.
1: So once upon a time, there was a guy named Jonah who didn't want to be a missionary. So he hopped on a boat and then into the ocean where a fish swallowed him up and then spat him back out. So he went ahead and did the missionary thing. It was a super successful one, which irritated him. So he went and sat in the sun and complained to God that he is way too merciful and these people should have just been destroyed. Man, sun chips are really good. I really like them. How in the world do they make something so tasty? Let's check in the ingredients, shall we? Whole corn, sunflower and or canola oil, whole wheat, brown rice flour, whole oat flour, sugar, salt, onion powder. One thing you'll notice as we go through the list is that sun chips no longer use any pig enzymes. Not that it ever said pig on the package. I think it fell under natural flavors. maltodextrin made from corn and potato, whey protein concentrate, brown sugar, spices including parsley and paprika, sour cream, natural flavors, butter, skim milk, gum acacia, mozzarella cheese, cheddar cheese, and green onion powder. Now hmm, pretty good list. One thing about everything on this list, dead. Even the cheese, if we're talking about its microorganisms. Dead corn, dead wheat, dead parsley, all dead. Or look at what I'm wearing. This shirt is a cotton poly blend, the cotton died a few years ago, polyester is made of oil, which is just cotton that died a few million years ago, and my pants are dead hemp. The point is, we can't live without the dead. There is no life without consuming the dead. And there's nothing to consume without creation. And everything created will die. Even these larger molecules we're made of are just the viscera of exploded stars. Anyway, Jonah, he's pouting and says, come on God, this is why I didn't want to come. You're always forgiving people who should be destroyed. What kind of God are you anyway? So Jonah goes off to sulk, but the spot he picks is hot and sunny And he's probably eating whatever awful substitute people had for sun chips 3,000 years ago. And he is not comfortable. While he's sitting there, God grows a tree over him. Which, depending on the translation, either had nice broad leaves or a giant gourd to block the sun. The gourd's funnier, so we're going with that. The tree's blocking the sun with this giant gourd. And Jonah starts feeling more comfortable, maybe even happy. Then God sends a worm, which kills the tree and shrivels the gourd. And there's Jonah back in the hot sun, and miserable. Why are you angry about the tree, Jonah? Why shouldn't I be angry? I should just die. That's what I should do. Jonah, you didn't plant this tree or water it. It was my tree. And if I can change my mind about a tree, why can't I change my mind about 120,000 people who don't know right from wrong to say nothing of all their innocent cattle? That's really what God says. Innocent people, innocent cows. But there's precedent for this concern. When God covenanted with Noah not to flood the earth again, he didn't just covenant with Noah. He covenanted with every living creature. All flesh he had created, he covenanted with. As Latter-day Saints, we believe that Jesus was the one who did creation. He created this world. And with our creator's death, we are recreated. There, under that cloth, lies our Savior's body, broken and blessed. We have consumed it, and thus we live. We ate in remembrance of his body. We drank in remembrance of his blood. This world we've been given is complex and beautiful, and that complexity and beauty is based on everything that comes before. Dead wheat, dead corn, dead parsley. The snack science geniuses who invented sun chips had, as raw materials, the dead. We only live by eating the dead. We will only live again by eating his body and drinking his blood. But God made a covenant with all living things that never more will there be a flood to destroy the earth. What can we learn from that? Hang on. You know that scripture in the DNC. That is sometimes quoted by people who, I assume, are more ignorant than wicked. To prove that we can just destroy everything and it's cool. For the earth is full and there is enough and to spare. Yea, I prepared all things and have given unto the children of men to be agents unto themselves. The earth is full and there is enough and to spare. But do you know what comes before this verse? After? I, the Lord... Built the earth, my very handiwork, and all things therein are mine. And it is my purpose to provide for my saints, but it must needs be done in mine own way. And behold, this is the way that I, the Lord, have decreed to provide for my saints, that the poor shall be exalted, in that the rich are made low. That's what comes before. And here's what comes after. So there's enough. And despair, and we are agents unto ourselves. Therefore, if any of you shall take of the abundance which I have made, and impart not unto the poor and the needy, you shall with the wicked lift up your eyes in hell, being in torment. That's pretty serious. I mean, we don't even believe in hell. And yet God will send you there if the enough and despair is not taken from the rich and given to the poor. There is enough in despair only when our consumption is wise. Remember what the earth says in Enoch's vision? Woe, woe is me, the mother of men. I am pained, I am weary because of the wickedness of my children. To consume is to live, and we cannot consume without killing. But there is enough, and to spare, for us, and the poor, and the innocent cattle, and every living thing, if we use our agency to care for this world as her creator cares for us, if we do not kill more than is necessary for us to live. Can I talk about Shakespeare for a moment? This week, it was revealed that Shakespeare lifted topics and even some wording from a guy named George North, a guy who doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Richard III's famous Winter of Our Discontent soliloquy is a riff on something this North guy wrote. But this shouldn't shock us, of course. Shakespeare also stole from Plutarch and Holinshed, both dead, and we all steal from Shakespeare. I mean, come on, even Disney eats the dead. The Lion King is Hamlet, and even a dummy like Gaston can quote Macbeth. We create from matter unorganized. Dead wheat, dead corn, dead parsley. For most of the two weeks I was preparing this talk, I was just keeping my eyes open, trying to see the relationship between consumption and creation in the world around me. And this talk is created out of what I've consumed, which includes the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Doctrine and Covenants, the Pearl of Great Price, a book by a Mormon biologist, three Shakespeare plays, two Disney movies, and this delicious bag of chips that's been sitting in our car for over a month presumably just waiting for the opportunity to become an object lesson. Then I sat down and figured out how to turn what I had consumed into something new and beautiful. We create from matter unorganized, dead wheat, dead corn, dead parsley. We only live by eating the dead. We only live again by eating his body and drinking his blood, the body and blood of he who created us. Worms may destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Oh death, where is thy sting? I believe absolutely that we were put on this earth to recognize our dead with gratitude and to turn them into something new, and beautiful, and that we were put on this earth to accept our Savior's death and thus become ourselves something new and beautiful.